0: Hey guys, it's Nick from The Commute, Uh, this is a first episode, so the one benefit about a first episode of a podcast is I have absolutely no structure, I don't know what this is going to become, I doubt that I'm going to promote this episode, I'm just going to release it out to the world, gauge how I feel about it, and then decide whether or not I'm going to yank it off the internet uh, a few days later. So where where do we begin? Oh my god. Um podcasting isn't a new thing for me, Um, and I'll get get into talking about who the hell I am first and why the hell I should have a voice of any scope uh, and any platform whatsoever, Um, but when I was a teenager, I actually had a podcast in 2005 called The Nick and Jane Show uh, with my friend Jane Alder. We were based in Balclutha, New Zealand, and it was our sounding board of being teenagers basically. For two years, we recorded podcasts every week, um, released them religiously when they weren't there, you know, when one of us wasn't available, someone came in, we got a mate to fill in, like, it was a, it was a real thing for us, and, you know, we got a bit of attention for it, we were on the news um, in New Zealand, which was very strange, um, we we were in the paper, you know, all that stuff in 2005, which was a big deal, and, uh, you know what happens when everyone's growing up? Um, Jane went off to university and I got stuck into being a troubled queer emo teenager and we just kind of fell off it and the podcast ended. And I haven't really spoken to Jane since, um, in great detail. Every now and again, we'll touch base. She's uh now married and I believe she lives in Mexico. Um, and we're friends on Facebook and Instagram, and that's pretty much it. But you know, that's that's how life goes. Um, people are in your life, and they may be a very significant part of it for a portion of it, uh, and then they're gone, and you don't know how it happens and how things move on so quickly. So, anyway, hi, my name's Nicholas Aaron McCabe Schultz. Uh, I am a 33 year old queer male. From New Zealand, who lives in Melbourne, Australia. It's quite a <laughs> it's quite a um, an intro. Um, I'm a small business owner. I run a company called The Commute, uh, coincidentally, it has the same name as what I've called this podcast. We are a digital creative agency, and it's a small business, and it's intentionally small. So I have a few people I work with to bring my projects to life but the majority of stuff that's made is you know with my own two hands Um, we do everything from brand development brand strategy logos look and feel all that fun stuff um, through to marketing website development social media content videography uh, photography what have you Um, and then as an offset of the business we actually have a content studio which I'm sitting in right now uh And this is a place where a lot of cool stuff gets made. um, Videography, interviews, product photography, um, and podcasting. So I've been thinking about this for a really long time. Just sitting down and recording myself talking out loud for a little bit and just get comfortable to be behind a microphone again. Um, And it's a very weird sensation but the only reason this has happened is because I had a client in who was recording their own podcast and they've just left for the day and all the gear was out. And I was like, why not, (laughs) why not sit down and just record myself talking and just have a play and just go back to what it was like being a teenager where there were no rules and you could just make stuff and see what happens with it. So that being said, um, Let's take a quick break. I will be back and then I'm going to yammer on some more about myself. Yay. Look forward to it. So I've been having a think about what the hell I want this podcast to be um, and what I don't want it to be. Uh, the benefit of starting this off fresh, as I said earlier, is that I don't really need to think about making this for anyone in particular. I'm not going to be using this to sell a product. Um, I may be running a business and, uh, I am fully aware that the podcast is called The Commute, uh, but at the end of the day, this is just going to be a channel where I can speak, um, share a little bit of my experience under the umbrella of what I do day to day, which is storytelling, digital marketing, creating stuff, being a small business owner and then of the opposite of that is the stuff that impacts my life, um, being queer, uh, having a family, wanting to grow a family, all those bits and pieces fall out of being a small business owner because they have a massive effect on how you live and you know dealing with things like mental illness and alcoholism and all the other stuff that has an impact on my life because you know no one is that two-dimensional that, you know, if you're going out there and just talking about what's happening in the world, I feel like there's some value in just opening up a little bit. So in saying that, um, yeah, what is this podcast going to be? It's going to be an outlet. It's going to have quite a bit of swearing probably because when I'm not dealing with someone in a professional sense, I do tend to swear a little bit. Um, it's going to be me yelling at seagulls outside of my fucking studio right now because they are driving me up the wall. Uh, we live by the beach and uh, unfortunately for the seagulls come part and parcel with that for now I would like to you know take the opportunity to focus this and hone it back into being about small business life um, and you know the like the the pieces around digital marketing and what's trending and you know what has an impact but in all honesty there's enough people talking about what's happening in social media and trying to position themselves as a guru and um, that's something I've always tried to avoid I'm Never want to be seen as knowing everything because as soon as I do, it means that I'm not learning or open for anything else in the world that's happening. That being said, um, you know, every now and again something might come up that has an impact on our day to day, and that's where we are. I don't know. I don't know. It's been a long day. It's been a very long day. I'm sipping my Fanta Zero Sugar and I'm just talking into a microphone to an audio file that's probably never going to be released, but uh, there's something very cathartic about that. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story Uh, I've mentioned a little bit about the podcasting piece uh, When I was a teenager um, And obviously growing up queer uh, But my story is a little bit lengthy And it's a little bit all over the show uh, Much like uh, everything about me Uh, When I was a teenager I lived in a small town town Called Balclutha. There's about three thousand people that live there, three 000, four thousand people. Um, it was, as you would expect for a queer teenager to live in a small town like that. It was difficult at times. Um, I'm thankful that uh, there's been a lot of progress in that sense, but you know that uh, at that time, being gay and being closeted, it wasn't it wasn't the best experience. Um, I finished high school and went off to uh, the New Zealand Broadcasting School. And I had these grand plans to be working in television. Um, I unfortunately didn't get the English grades I needed, so the whole first year was spent learning post-production so that I could qualify for the television course that I wanted to go into. Um, While I was there in that second year, uh, a couple of mates of mine who were flatting um, together, we started saving and we started uh, making a plan to travel at some point um, to the USA to go watch um, the Alan DeGeneres show, and be a part of the audience. And I think, look, I'm going to bucket that up as a conversation for another episode because um, the whole Alan experience is something that is <laughs> has got a lot of ends to it, and especially looking back at it now, um, there are some pieces that were a bit troubling but uh, it it was a big part of my life as a teenager um, mainly because we went over we were invited to be on the Ellen DeGeneres show and we were um, there we were on the show we were featured guests we were uh, you know put up in penthouse apartments and all that and it was fabulous Um, and when I left and come back to New Zealand I actually dropped out of uni because I got in with an internship at the Ellen show so it was, it was, look, it was great. It was It a was good experience, and I'll unpack that on another day. Uh, but the long and story short was um, I ended up moving to LA for a few months. I worked over there and then came back to New Zealand, then moved to Auckland where I got a job working in radio for uh, ZM, which is a really popular top 40 station if you're in Australia. Um, if you're in New Zealand, you'll know exactly what it is. Uh, so I was working in there in their social media team, And uh, producing one of their shows, and then um, I ended up working in the social media team for in New Zealand. Um, You know, at this time they were pretty well known for their safety videos. It was a uh, a massive win to be a part of that team. You know, we were doing campaigns with like Bear Grylls and like uh, Richard Simmons, and oh my god, I'm trying to think of all the campaigns we did. The Hobbit. um, uh, We did one with uh, Lindsay Lohan. I think, yes, yeah, Lindsay Lohan um, and, and a bunch of other stuff. It was look, it was a great time for social media, mainly because there were, once again, there were no rules yet. Um, Facebook hadn't started advertising. Uh, they started advertising while I was working at Air New Zealand and that was fucking annoying <laughs> because suddenly we'd gone from this like algorithm that treated everything we were doing as gold and got so much promotion to suddenly we had to pay for people to see our content. It was just unheard of. Um, So look, I was at in New Zealand for a few years and then we moved on to um, Westfield and I was the digital marketing manager for New Zealand um, and managed the digital piece for their entire New Zealand portfolio at the age of 23. Um, I look back at it now and I wonder how I got that job. Um, I do remember that my boss was not that... um, thrilled with my experience level and I think I probably oversold myself during the interview process um but the reality is I learned a lot around business strategy from that job um and that has had a massive impact on everything I've done since then um so while it was a really hard process to go through I was very grateful for um uh my boss Joe. she um she put me through the ringer, but she, uh, I came out the other side much better off for it, so I'm very thankful for her for that. Um, yeah, anyway, long story short, Westfield um, ended up downsizing the business massively in Australia uh, and New Zealand, and I was made uh, redundant, <laughs> which was fine because by that point I was ready to um, move on and go to Australia, I was in the fits of like, alcoholism and all sorts of other stuff and I was wanting to do a, uh, they call it a geographical where you move overseas and um, it worked well because it paid for that. So I, um, I quit that job and I moved over and started working for Telstra in Australia and I was in their social media team um, for a good few years um, and that was once again a really great um, great thing for the CV uh, came back, came through and then started working for another uh, business in um, a shoe company. Um, I was their digital marketing manager. And this is where the story of the commute kind of came along. I was uh, driving hours and hours a day to get to this uh Get to this job. Uh, this was before working from home was a thing. Uh, this was pre-COVID. Um, I was working for this business, and we had just bought a house in Frankston, which is on the bottom part of Melbourne. Uh, and I was driving into Port Melbourne every day in traffic, and it was it was just eating me alive. It was so long winded, and it was yeah, it was awful. Um, I just got completely burnt out, and we'd just got this puppy. Um, her name's Florence. And she's still with us, but she was not that well when we first got her. She had a lot of um, health issues and things with her joints and had to have surgeries. And uh, there were times where I was like getting up early and dropping her at you know our grandparents' house, uh, not my my her grandparents' house, I should say, my my in laws. Uh, then taking her to vet surgery appointments, then bringing her home, then taking her into work, and I was doing all of this, and I just got to the point where I was so emotionally exhausted and I was no use to anyone and I was like I need to I need to I need to stop (laughs) I just need to absolutely stop because my body can't take this and I just felt like I'd lost a lot of purpose so um I talked to my business partner uh and we ended up starting a business called The Commute and it was starting off very small and I put in my uh in my resignation for my job on February, no, on March 1st, 2020. And if you remember your calendar, you'll know that in one month from there is when all hell broke loose with COVID uh, and it was too late to turn back. So I started the business during a pandemic and uh, it was a mess, uh, but I survived. Um, the business survived. Um, started off small. It was just a lot of working from home and just building websites for people and just doing whatever job I could to um, get established. Uh, from there, once COVID lockdowns started to lift, I moved into a co-working space and spent some time there for um, you know a, a, a good few months. And then uh, lockdowns happened again. And once they were relifted. Uh, the commute got its own um, place in the world. It, it got. Uh, we leased out the studio for a two-year lease, and we've been there since, uh, and the business has grown exponentially since then. It's um, uh, pretty different from when we first started, mainly because I've always had a passion for videography and storytelling, and we naturally didn't have the funds or the equipment to be able to create video when the company first started so I did what we could to get by Um, as the you know the commutes developed I've been able to invest in like focusing on these areas and thankfully now like 60% of my job is creating video creating social content you know all that sort of stuff which I really love doing so makes my life feel a little bit more full that I enjoy what I'm doing um, and you know we've built something from the ground up that's ours Um, that's pretty good It's a great feeling to have, Um, and I don't know, I think with um, running a business, I think there's a point where you get so caught up in what's happening in your head that you forget that a lot of other people go through the exact same things, and particularly in digital marketing, there's this thing where you've got to project an image that everything's perfect, because everything has to be perfect for your clients, and everything you need to look like you've got your shit together. And the reality is no one does. We all say we do, but no one does. Um, you know, so I think there's there's going to be something in that that over time um, I'm going to be keen to talk about and talk to other people about. It. Mainly, you know, how do you deal with your brain? Um, how do you deal with the way you think and, and, and the challenges you face uh, when running a business? Because um, it can be absolutely excruciating. You can forget how far you've come um, even talking about how far I've come with the commute, uh, hearing it now I go, oh shit, we were like, I was literally running this business from a like 11 inch MacBook laptop just three years ago and it's an established business now. Um, you've got to take the time to pat yourself on the back because that's that's pretty cool. Uh, One of the big things about The Commute is we give back with every invoice. Um, We've donated over $20,000 of uh, funds and resources to a bunch of great uh, community organisations across Australia and New Zealand, Uh, namely the main ones would be the Indigenous Literacy Foundation uh, and Minus18, who support uh, queer youth in Australia. And then uh, the Clutha Community Hub, which is now known as Te O. Mata'o, uh, we have been a, a marketing partner with them since the early stages and have been, um, for the most part, doing a lot of uh, pro bono marketing work for the projects. Um, and we are so pleased to be a part of that. Look, let's take a little break and uh, we'll be right like back. Okay, so you may have heard the news that uh, Meta launched Threads last week. Um, Threads is a new social media app that is basically Twitter. Um, let's be honest, there is very little, and uh, the things that aren't in Threads are actually missing features that Twitter already has. Um, it's, look, it's. I, I usually try to give things a little bit of time before I form an opinion, and I still feel like there's some time to. Uh, think and some time to grow uh, what the hell Threads is actually going to be and if it's going to last. You know, We've seen a lot of social media apps come up in the last 12 months. Um, Be Real is something that I still do use pretty often and I prefer it to a lot of other social networks that I'm on now. Um, But from a business point of view, I'm still getting acquainted with what the hell we are going to be on Threads Um, because right now it feels like Twitter in 2007 Um, I don't know if anyone else was an early adopter of Twitter but I was in high school um, and we actually had a Twitter account concurrently with um, the Nick and Jane show which I mentioned earlier Uh, it was one of the first few thousand people to be on Twitter and it was a fun time, you would have your palm trio and you would log into the web, um, the mobile site and you would put up your tweet and there was no apps and, you know, you if you're in the States, you would text in your tweets and they would go up and, you know, hashtags weren't really a thing yet. It was, it was strange, um, but it was a fun thing to be a part of and, you know, this is where that social media um, terminology came from where it's like, oh, people are sharing everything they're doing. It came from... Twitter because they would put up these statuses like oh I'm eating my soup and it was like that was social media that was that was all we had in 2007 um there was none of this nuance around the first three seconds of your reel are the most crucial when you need to be doing this with your captions and the data no 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 you you just said stuff and businesses had not accepted it yet so it was fun to be in the space where it was just like a a free-for-all the wild west So I'm looking at threads right now. I've got it in front of me. The Commute Agency has its own account. And if you scroll through our account, you can see that I'm trying a few things. I'm trying different tones. I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to be myself. I'm trying to, you know, find what our voice is going to be on this. I'm using photos. I'm using memes. Um, I did a gallery today. And just, I don't think that anything I do is going to go viral or be some type of overnight sensation. Um, because we're still fighting Facebook and Instagram's algorithm. Um, Meta, you know, has their favourites and they'll, they'll prioritise their creators and the, the large accounts to make sure they do well so that the whole account does well. But I don't hate it. <laughs> I, um, I've i actively stood away from Twitter over the last six years and I have never recommended any of my uh, clients get on it Um because it just became a septic tank. It was so negative, and there's so much going on in there that um, as uh, as a queer person, I just did not want to be a part of. Um, and it just, there was no fun. There was absolutely no fun in it anymore. Um, so Threads came along, and everyone's super pumped about it because it was this upbeat, like... This thing that was such so light compared to all the other social networks that were publicly available, and uh, everyone's wanting to be a part of it, and I I fully get it. I mean, we've all just been craving something that is that is light and something that is that is that makes you feel good because social media sucks at the moment. It makes you feel so shitty when you spend hours and hours putting together a video only to find that you timed it wrong and you put it out too early in the day or something and then that's the reason why you know one video has tens of thousands of views and the next has a few hundred like there's no there's no consistency of like you've done a good job so here's how we will celebrate that it's just luck of the draw and it's endorphins and it's just a mess um so look threads is fun in that sense um I don't know where we're going to be in, say, 12 months' time. I would like to look back at this. Maybe I'll set a reminder to say, are you still using threads in my calendar? Wait, hold on. I'm going to do that now. I'm going to put that in my calendar for 2024. It'll be funny. Are we still podcasting and are we still using threads? Let's see. Uh, Today is July 17th as I record this. So let's try, like, okay, August... Oh, God, how do I get to 2024? Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Okay. So July 17th, 24. Okay, let's put a statement in here that just says, is Threads still a thing? A thing. Did you make a podcast? (laughs) I don't think we're going to be doing either, but let's see. Look, it's a cool platform in the... In the grand scheme of things, it's clean. There's no advertising at the moment. Uh, I have a little bit of a grievance with giving Meta another platform for more of a monopoly. Um, I've had some problems as a business previously where they are too big for their boots. Um, they closed off one of our advertising accounts uh, when we didn't break any rules, and I had to do, like, a public statement just to get it, like, looked at. Um so I just don't think that they have the capacity to handle more, <laughs> but they want to handle more so that, you know, obviously their share um, holders are happy. Uh, but I don't, look, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but at the moment we're on it. Um, give us a follow if you want. We're also on Instagram at The Commute Agency. I think I'm going to call it there today. Yeah, I mean, it's just been a lot of talking, and I doubt that if if you have been listening and you've made it this far through this absolutely unplanned, Brain dump of uh, my life. Uh, flick me a line, uh, nick at the um, You can also find us, as I said, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, at the commute agency. Uh, we are up on threads. We are everywhere you can find us. Um, flick me a message. I probably won't be yelling this from the rooftops. I'll give it a few episodes to just kind of get our bearings. But I do kind of like the idea that something i'm creating is loose again and it's not completely thought out so if you can have the patience to bear with me while i figure out what this is going to be um i really appreciate it all right let's leave it there have a good day guys